Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. We were debating off the air, but, you know, we're going to start debating here on the air soon. It was a big weekend of high school sports again. Obviously, a lot of sports coming back. Basketballs and full swing. Football officially did just end with the Silver Bowl. You had Oakland Tech against Castlemont there Friday night at McClyman's High School. Then you had McClyman's played Skyline there in Oakland to cap off the season. McClyman's getting the Silver Bowl title again for an 11th straight season. Talk about just... A run of dominance there for Mac football. Unbelievable what they've done. They they've dominated the competition in Northern California over this last decade plus. It's like it's like the domination of our debates that I win every single time. The domination of your debates? Yeah, I've never lost a debate. You've never lost one? Nope. You've never lost a debate. It's a little bit like uh, the GMT guarantees; they just don't lose. The GMT guarantee doesn't lose. No, does not lose. It's never lost. Never lost, not once. Never ever lost. No. Like okay, well you know who else has never ever lost? Is Steph Curry. He's lost a few times this year. But well, but he's not technically the loser. No, he, he wins every game. He's His top five all loses. time. Steph's top five all time. Yeah, I don't think that's a debate anymore. The debate people, that we had. People will debate you on that, though. I'm telling you, they well, will. I mean, they will, and you can debate it, but you're wrong if you do. Yeah, you're you're silly. The debate at this point is who's better, Kobe or Steph. Right now, you probably still have to give it to Kobe just because. But by the end of their careers, I don't really. Probably not get to play the what if game in a lot of scenarios, but. I mean, what Steph's doing and what he's done in his career, the way he's changed basketball, all due respect to Kobe. Just at this rate, this trajectory, Steph could probably go down better than Kobe someday. Not right now, but someday I think he can reach those heights. I mean, the question with Steph has always been. Can he do it without his all-stars? Well, he's proven that. And now he has Draymond Green and no one else on this team. Wiggins shows up every now and then, and he's putting up 30. Kelly, and Kelly Oubre's gotten better, great defensively, but, he, but he's not, but he's not a fit. But he's not a fit. That's the difference. He's Oubre not. No, Oubre's fine. Nah, Oubre's fine. Nah. Oubre's gotten a lot, and he's great defensively. He's a guy that they're going to need if they get into a postseason series. But he doesn't fit their offensive scheme is the difference for him, right? He's different. He plays a different brand of basketball. Uber's not bad, but what but what goes to my point though? I want my stop button. This is trash. This is trash? Kelly Uber's awful. Kelly Uber's awful. Okay. I don't know about that. Dog trash. Dog trash. I can't say the word I want to say on this podcast because we're friendly on this podcast. This Are we friendly? Show. Are we friendly? You you have put a muzzle on me, you don't let me say the words I want to say. So, therefore, I can't say the word. But we all know what Kelly Oubre is. Trash. That would not. Trash bag or is that Kelly Oubre? I can't tell anymore. I think there's just a trash can sitting there in the middle of the court. Dude, oh, no, I look. There's Kelly Oubre. Dude, that's Harrison Barnes. Don't mix them up. That was Harrison Barnes in 2016, man. What do you, how could you mix them up? Yes. I'd rather have Harrison Barnes on this team. No, I would not. I would not. No, I would not. Why At least for Kelly Oubre's defense. That's why. Did Harrison Barnes have bad defense? Certainly wasn't anywhere near as good as Kelly Oubre. <laughs> I'm Kelly telling you. Done anything well. Yeah, he, he actually has. He points to the other side of the court. I, you know, I do like that, though. I like that little arrogance. You know why? You can't have arrogance if you're trash. He's not trash, though. Oubre's not trash. He's not elite, though. He's good. He's good. He's not trash. Oubre is not trash, but he is not. But it still goes to the point of Steph does not have an all-star cast around him. And he's proven that he can do great things without Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and those guys. And if people don't realize that now, then quite frankly, they're never going to realize that. And it's sad if they don't. 
Steph Curry's top five all time. Who else is in the top five? Jordan, LeBron, and then it gets hard. Steph is in there, so there's three. The other two, I think it gets hard for me. Kobe. Is he in there, or is he just outside the top five? I got to put Kobe's top five. But then you, you just said earlier that you're putting Larry Bird in there, but... Is Magic better than Larry? Magic's better than Larry, though. Yeah, so okay, Magic's so got to go in there. That's the problem too. That, but and then you got Kareem man. This feels like Will, man. And... This feels like our postseason top forty-five. How hard it is, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, there, you got Kareem Will. I mean, what are you gonna do with Shaq? Shaq is the most dominant player in NBA history. Shaq's probably. not top five, though. I don't think. But Shaq would do when he was elite. He's the most dominant player. He broke it's a not... freaking backboard. Didn't he break multiple? I he probably did every game for all every practice for all I know. But I mean, Shaq to me one of my favorite players when I was growing up. Absolutely, probably the most dominant player that NBA has ever seen. When he put in effort and actually worked out and was in shape, dude was probably the most dominant player ever. You know, as much as great as Jordan was, Shaq was just on a different level because there's nothing you can do to him. Right, it was a whole different thing. It was a different ball game, man. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know if I'd put him top five. I wouldn't. I put Magic in there. What about Kareem? What? <sighs> different eras. Is, is that what you're gonna go with? That's the problem too. It's the different eras. But well, at the same time, you gotta compare it. You just gotta put a guy how dominant they were in that area. See, right? Wilt's era was different. They were smaller guys, not as athletic, but he was still dominant. What, he averaged 50 and 25, yeah. for goodness sakes. I don't care what area you're in. That's ridiculous. Without I don't... That's in... you, you got to put Wilt somewhere up there, too. Wilt's... If he's not top five, he's right out there at six or seven. I think the only thing that we know for sure, though, is that... Steph's top five. But, okay, well then who's better, though, MJ or LeBron? Going MJ? I'm going MJ. I'll still go MJ right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going MJ. I just, I don't even think it's right now. I think there's just something different about MJ. But I feel like our generation leans towards LeBron more, right? Because we've Recent, seen recency play. bias too, right? That's yeah, natural. Recency bias, but we've seen LeBron play. We never saw MJ play, so yeah. it's harder to say like, oh yeah. yeah. Never and and you could make the argument LeBron's better too with what he's done and the teams he's carried. To... Have Eric Snow to finals. True. Uh, him playing all five positions. I don't know how he's done it, but. True. I mean, his longevity. I mean, if he plays for another six years. I mean, he and Tom Brady's longevity, it's sick. It's stupid. There's no normal way to describe it. I don't care how well you take care of yourself, it's beyond physics. And I see Steph doing a similar path as Ray Allen, where he just kind of turns into that spot up shooter, because Steph's going to shoot. Steph will last too, just because he can shoot. That's something that's always going to last. Clay will still last even with injuries because he can shoot. Will his defense maybe take off a little bit just because injuries? Are natural, you would expect that. Yeah, the first, especially the first year coming back. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, for sure. Even with his shot, I think you know it's going to take some time to get his legs under. Yes, but I don't know this team is so back and forth. We go on this podcast one week, they're dead. I want to fire Steve Kerr. They come on the next week, they kill New Orleans. They're in the eighth seed now, and everything's good again. Now, what was it when we were in Danville this morning? We said they play, the Warriors are at their best and they're most dangerous when they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose right now. There's literally nothing to lose. True, and that's why Steph's so scary. 
in a playoff series. Who's the one seed right now? The Suns? Yeah. You don't think Steph can put up 50 on the Suns for four games? You know what? The Warriors could actually upset Phoenix, I'm telling you. They could. That's a matchup I'm actually not scared of. No. They could be another We Believe season. Yeah, although if they win the playing game, they then be the seven seed. Well, if well, you know, what, if but you still, know, what, if the Warriors play the Suns first round, I'm going to Vegas. I'm putting a lot of money on that. I will bet money on the Warriors winning that series. How much? Put a few hundred in. That's it. I don't know if I'll go anymore because there'll be such big odds anyway to win. Uh, if they win, so then I win a lot of money. I don't believe in. You should put your life savings. I'm not putting my life savings. You have a game I want to be please, fiscally smart. Forward. Fiscally smart, Greg. You just bought a new car. You don't have. No, it's trading. Right yeah, uh, it's a nice truck, man. Nice little big truck. I own the road. The little Ford F one fifty. It's Ford. If you want to come sponsor the show, be more than happy to. I'd totally throw in a Ford sponsorship for you. It's a fun drive. Yeah. Is it built Ford tough though, or built Chevy? Which one's better, Ford or Chevy? Clearly, you're a Ford guy. But it's a debate. Ford or Chevy. It's a good. It is a good debate. That's I've never had a problem with either, so I don't know. Never owned either one. I own a Mazda. Also, Mazda, go ahead. Come on in here for a sponsorship. Chevy, if you want to. Anyone. Yeah, anyone, yeah. yeah. Tell anyone that wants to support local high school athletics, come right ahead. We're right there for you. Right. We love you. You can email team at westcoastpreps.com. Great plug, Greg. Great plug. This is why I am the marketing guy. Yeah, so this is exactly why Greg is CLO. That's right. Gregory Moreland. Tune. Well, we've really gone off the rails today, haven't we? <laughs> we've really, <laughs> you know, what? we've really gone off the rails. Clearly, we're uh, a little tired. Oh, actually, I feel fine right now. I finally got Maybe sleep after my you vaccine. Got coffee and you bought me a hot. Cocoa oh, I have hot cocoa Starbucks, too. I have hot. I have hot in. chocolate too. I have hot chocolate too. Mm-hmm. Sure I want. Do. You want to see? You want to read the label, no. or do you not know how to read? Did Granada not teach you how to read? I'm not going to talk crap about my alma mater. Did Granada not teach you how to read? You can call out. You can call out. You can call out teachers because I don't know how to read either. That's why I need glasses. Oh, is that why West Virginia? Is that why you went there? They don't know how to read in West Virginia. No, they know how to read better than me. So I don't know how to read. I also can't make my own signature. We don't know. We proved that this morning. Yeah, I have the worst signature of all time. Also, so if you guys want me to post that on our social media pages, I'll be more than happy to. I'll take the flack. Nobody wants to see. They do. They do. And also, it says Grande Hot. Chocolate. Guys, he's a liar. It says a grande coffee with extra caramel. I would never do that. I am caramel macchiato. I will not drink a caramel macchiato. Why not? That's I've ridiculous. I've never had it, but I've heard it's really good. Now you know what I had a couple weeks ago in Novato was a Reese's Frappuccino at some local coffee shop. Terrible, dude. It was unbelievable, dude. It was freaking unbelievable. You don't like Reese's? Are you serious? No. What is wrong with you? I used to love them when I was a kid. I ate them all. How do you not love Reese's now? They're the best candy. No, the best candy is like Snickers, Twix, Kit Kat's a good one. Kit Kat's good. I love Twix too, but better than Reese's? No. Oh, you. No, 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 no. I'm upset. What are you, Drake? I'm upset. I can't I can't rap like Drake. I ain't going to try. Uh, I, I thought you were about to delete that out of there. I'm not going to. I'm going to keep that on. The audience to hear. I want to hide myself. I think everyone's turned off the podcast at this point. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this. No, they're going to listen because we got a lot of great things to get into. We got the top 45 just wrapped up today for the postseason. Yeah, they skipped all the first 10 minutes of that conversation. 
They did. Nobody wants to hear you sing. People love to hear our debates. They really do. People have told me many times they love our debates and when we go at each other. I've told that many times. They even loved that one podcast when I opened up saying, I don't care about how you're doing. Dude, that was rude. Just mean to... I wanted to make people laugh. We need an HR department. <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem. We need Toby Flunderson. Mm-mm. I want to love that one. Well, that's a problem. I'd veto that higher. But Toby Flunderson would be great. For what? To ruin everything? Toby, Toby's great. He doesn't do anything. We should hire Michael Scott. That won't cause any problems. And then bring in Jim and Pam for the, the love story. Yeah, great love story. Yeah, and then Dwight for we need, we, the Dwight thing. Yeah, then we need Stanley for his sass. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, I think I'm the Michael Scott of West Coast Preps, and you're the Toby. I've never felt worse. I've never, you know, we're going to the top 45 to make me feel better. I don't have my notes. I don't, Greg. Last time I had no battery on my computer. This time I just don't have a computer, so... Yeah, we were busy with meetings this morning, so I don't blame Greg for not having this computer. We will not slander him for this, like people slander Steph Curry for their unknown reasons. But the top 45 just finished off today at westcoastpreps.com, numbers 5 through 1. The top five players in the Bay Area for this football season this spring were announced this morning. Man, this was about one of the hardest lists we've ever put together. There was probably 80, 90 kids that were deserving of the top 45. It came down to... One yard, one interception, one drive yep. what it came down to for a lot of people. If you didn't make it, don't be discouraged. Prove us wrong next year. And if you made it, prove us right. And we're going to have our preseason rankings. Yeah. And we're going to have our preseason rankings. We have our position rankings coming out starting tomorrow. I'm going to start those over the next nine days. So there's a lot of things that you can still get recognized on. And obviously, as you all know, we'll recognize everybody. You know that. That's the West Coast Preps, what we recognize everybody. Exactly. Always well. But we're going to start off at number 15. Since our last podcast, we're at number 15. is the Sarah Jr. quarterback, Dominic Lampkin. I mean, this this dude's... What can you say about this? Guy? I don't know what else you can't say. He's incredible. He's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the in the California, probably. Country. In the country, for sure. I would say so, I with his talent. The one throw that stands out to me was the game against St. Ignatius that I went to in the final week of the season. Just lays one out perfectly for Hassan Mahasin, who we'll talk about just a little bit if you haven't known already we'll get into him yep. just a minute where he's sitting at in this top 15 here but just absolutely perfectly thrown ball um yeah i mean that's that right there and then he can scramble he can just do just about everything on the football field um well deserving of number 15 spot for sure yeah he was and you look at the production he had this year i mean he had eight touchdown throws two touchdown runs Last year when he came in for the injury, Dalen McLemore, who's not Arizona State, he had 750 passing yards, 448 rushing yards, 12 total scores, and that was when, yeah, McLemore got hurt, and then Sarah went to the state championship game, right? And then his two offers, Fresno State and Illinois State, got a couple of Division One offers there. Definitely deserves some more, for sure, and I think more will be coming. Oh, he will get a lot more. I think, you know what's a good one for him, I think? I'm just going to break make this prediction. Look, Utah. Utah? Why Utah? I like, I just, he feels like a Utah. A Ute, right? They're called the Utes. Kind of an athletic quarterback. I yeah. I can see that. I feel Utah. I don't know. It popped in my head, and that just fits perfectly. I feel like Arizona State could be a fit, though, too. No, I like Utah. Utah's better than ASU. Always are football. Utah's always so underrated. Underrated, like but they always come in. But they, yeah, right. But they always come in and wait eight or nine games and pull off a couple of big wins on their home field, and that's just like, what do you do? Yeah, I think 
Lampkin to Utah would be perfect. I feel like that's a perfect fit. Okay, well, make it happen, Greg. Make it happen. I don't have those connections with Utah quite yet. Well, you will. You're, you're, you're selling yourself short. But number 14. Another college guy. Yeah, no, number 14 is a kid who actually just committed recently, too, to Cal Poly is Los Gatos senior running back Adam Garwood. 604 rushing yards as a senior, 11 touchdowns, an undefeated season, won a league title, and last year. Had 1,260 rushing yards, 20 touchdowns as Los Gatos won a CCS title. He picked Cal Poly over the University of San Diego. I mean, a great school, Cal Poly. We've seen a couple Bay Area kids go over there already. Uh, a couple kids incoming to that class as well. So it's going to be a great class for them this upcoming year by Adam Garwood from Los Gatos. Senior running back, just absolutely incredible high school career. One of the best running backs in all of California. Uh, you see how many yards he had the last, over the last two years, almost 1,900 yards for the last two years, and 20 touchdowns last season and 11 this year. Just absolutely incredible. And a workhorse, guys yep. can do everything up your team and make everyone better around them. So Cal Poly is going to be a good one there. Yeah, we've seen running backs from the Bay Area in the past, dating all the way back to Joe Prothrow, and he was at Clayton Valley in the early 2010s, went to Cal Poly, had a big career there, and Adam Garwood's another Big time Barry running back, kind of underrated after all this big production is going to go there and do big things out there in the FCS. And I think he's going to be a kid that's going to get paid someday to play football too. And another guy that's for sure going to get paid is our number 13 player. My favorite player. It's hard to put him at 13. Uh, obviously, there's a lot about production, and that's why we do this top 45. He's my favorite player. I, I'm, am I supposed to be biased, I guess? But I don't really care. I think this guy's going to do something special. Greg doesn't care. No, no I don't. Why should Greg care? I'm not a journalist major. You, you're the journalist major. I am. So I'll be biased. Jerrion Dickey is number 13. A four-star prospect, a top 100 player in his 2023 class. And Dickey shines in the run-heavy offense of Valley Christian. Had 236 yards and five touchdowns in just four games this year. Those scores accounting for five of his 14 catches. And this coming after Dickey had 541 receiving yards and seven touchdowns as a freshman. It seems like every time this guy touches the ball, he does something oh, well. I he's feel, mossing I feel, someone yeah, every exactly. game. Um, we saw the game-winning catch against St. Francis in that one. He did something similar, similar to against Bellarmine. Um, was a couple weeks prior, to, a week prior. It seems like every game he has something special. We saw him at WCA as well. I mean, he's the last guy you want to piss off because we've seen him struggle early on at showcases, right? Yeah. And he comes back in the competition portion and just, well, he ruins people. He, that he's and we we saw him go against Jaden Price, who's a great cornerback. Oh yeah, Jaden Price. I, he's a Division One talent. He just unfortunately, I think, was a victim of the pandemic. Yeah, and great talent, great quarterback. I mean, we saw him just get frustrated trying to guard Jerry because, because there's Jerion nothing you can do. Just that good. There's nothing you can do to guard Jerry. I don't care who you are. It's it's one of the toughest tasks. And you see all the offers. You see why he's got Arizona. He's got ASU, Arkansas, Cal, Oregon State. Pitt and San Jose State. And there's going to be a lot more coming his way, of course, with his talent. Where do you think he goes? I'm just going to keep making predictions here. I think Cal. I think he's going to end up at Cal. I think Cal. I think he's going to be a Cal Bear someday. I think he wants to he's very close with his family. Yeah. I think he wants to stay in the Bear, and I love how close he is with his family. It's very nice to see. Great kid. Just really humble, really close to his roots, and I think he's going to stay and become a Cal Bear and do great things for the Bay Area in college, too. Yeah. No, I think that's his I motto. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think that that's the perfect spot for him. Yeah, and then number 12 is Tristan Hoffman from Half Moon Bay, a running back linebacker. He's going to go play collegially at Puget Sound. 
two-way standout. We saw this year did everything for Half Moon Bay in a three-and-three season. The year before, he was a league player of the year as a junior with 1,286 rushing yards, 22 touchdowns, 104 tackles, 17 tackles for loss. The sophomore, he had 986 passing yards, 522 rushing yards, 50 tackles. Then his freshman year, 409 rushing yards and 96 tackles. He's a beast. Yeah, he is. And I saw, I got to see him play in their second year, the second game of the year, I should say, when they played Mel Lazerton. Literally does everything on the football field. I don't think I saw him leave the field one time. He just stays out there and absolutely dominates at whatever he does. Um, he had a touchdown catch, which was insane. Yep. That got called back on that one, but yep. he still had three touchdowns in the game. Um, did everything for Half Moon Bay in that squad. He's going to go to Petersdown and he's going to do similar things and great things there. Um, there's not much else you can say about this guy. And, I don't know what else to say. He, he left me speechless after that game. Absolutely honestly, tough. he's another kid. He's a, the Bay Area mold, honestly, I think. You see a lot of Bay Area high school players. You see why they succeed in college? Because a lot of times, they're playing both ways. They're very versatile in high school. They really taught conditioning and toughness from a young age, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to dominate if he's a sound. I know his brother plays in that same conference, too, so he's excited to play against him for one year coming up here in the fall. A lot of family bragging rights on the line. Yeah, that will be. I'm excited for that. Tristan Hoffman. Next year's going to be a fun year. Yeah, it's going to be. High school, college. Now that we're, you know, seeing some of the guys that we got to watch in high school move on. We're watching college. all these seniors grow up, man. It brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, right. I'm not going to lie. I saw some kids commit this week, and I started crying. You started crying. I was so happy for them. I was like, well, I've really gotten to know you kids. Really happy for them. I stayed off Twitter this weekend. I took, I took the weekend off. No, I don't blame you. You're celebrating your birthday. Yeah. Which is May 10th. If you guys want to wish, wish me happy birthday, I'm just going to shamelessly plug myself. Should we wish you a happy birthday from the West Coast Preps account? Sure. Okay, we will. If you want to send presents, you can send it to uh, to me as well. Okay, yeah, just DM for Greg's address. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or if you're just out of games, send it, give it to Greg personally. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you know to do the GMT. I'll take guarantee. anything. Yeah, Greg will take anything. He's not picky. Sometimes. Not. Well, but, well, what are you picky about? Food. How, how picky are you with food? Mm, decently picky. I like what I like. Wingstop, great place. You were there about five times a week over the summer, Wingstop. Every day you were like, where am I at? Wingstop. I'm like, oh, cool. Not five. I go there like maybe once a week. Now you do. It's good food. It is. It's a good price, too. Another sponsorship. Hey. Wingstop. Yeah, I love your wings. You guys do a great job. The Wild Wings, also great. Great wings. (laughs) Service there sometimes is uh, questionable. But hey, great spot to go watch the finals. It is, it is. And when the Warriors make it. There. Yep, when the Warriors, yep. When the dynasty revives. When is the final? Is it like early July? I think so. This is so weird. Speaking of July, we have a golf tournament. Yes, we do. We'll talk about that. We're getting to that a little bit after the top 45. Big news. A lot of big things for West Coast preps today. Like but an hour and a half podcast. Not worth it. Worth it, but you guys, I know you guys like it because it's more content for you guys to listen to. More kids are getting highlighted during this. And number 11, someone who also did big things in his career, he's actually going to be a first-generation college student. He's going to get a UC degree, UC Davis, Mateo Perez. My aunt went there. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You say it was great school. Great school. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Mateo Perez, though, senior running back from Marin Catholic. Unbelievable senior season, unbelievable career this year. Twelve touchdowns, three interceptions, went five and zero, outscored opponents one eighty six to forty four. This comes after last year when he had two thousand twenty four rushing yards and thirty touchdowns, which also came after he had twelve hundred seventy one rushing yards and ten touchdowns as a sophomore in twenty eighteen. It's pretty pretty dang good numbers. Um, 
UC Data is definitely going to have themselves a good one yep. with Mateo. Um, the Marin Catholic senior is just absolutely going to be dominant there. Um, just another great Bay Area athlete. And then we move into another Bay Area athlete up in the Napa area from Vintage. The junior running back, Dylan Smith, comes in at number 10. Yes, he does. All these games were blots. I can't even imagine what the numbers would have been if they had some closer games. But they ended a lot of these games at halftime. And you look at it, you see why the score. Vintage outscored opponents 321 to 27 in six games. He had just 56 carries. For those 56 carries, he had 827 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns, averaged 14.8 yards per carry. And that came down a decent amount after the last game when they played against Napa. Rivalry game, always close, of course. He was up above 16 yards per carry, but he still had almost 200 yards, I believe, in that final game. And this is coming off of 404 rushing yard season just last year. So he doubled his production in just half the games coming into junior year. So I'm excited to see what he does with a full slate of games this senior year as he's going to definitely be uh, one of the best players again, most likely, next year for them after Vintage goes 6-0. and And they were also ranked the number 12 team in the Bay Area. And now we move to one of the most hard-working guys in the all of Bay Area, in all of the world probably one of the hard, one of the hardest working kids best leaders mm-hmm. strongest dudes too former state championship yep. game MVP Dylan Seeley yeah the Clayton Valley Charter senior linebacker fullback does it all finished his career with East Bay Athletic League North Coast Section Northern California and state championships he got the full Slater rings he met senior class did you look at the first four games alone of his senior year, he had 38 tackles and two interceptions. His junior year, he had 75 tackles and an interception. He was an MVP of the state championship game. He has got bright things in store. Wherever he ends up, I know he's going to be another culture changer. He's going to be a guy that's really going to earn his mark. Another under-recruited guy out of the area. We've talked about it numerous times on throughout this whole list, the top 45. Um, one of the most under-recruited guys. Yep. At another place, Cal Poly, wanted to be a perfect fit for this guy. Um, I, I don't know if he's thinking Juco route at this point. It's unclear, and he's still waiting for an offer to roll in. Um, but this guy is going to either go Juco and transfer somewhere. He's going to do some good, great things on the football field because his career is far from over. Uh, Dylan Seeley at number nine, one of the best players in the Bay Area. And now we move to another very dominant player at number eight, Dominic Oliver, the Valley Christian senior linebacker. He wants to be a journalism major too, is what he told me. Soft spot for him. Dominic Oliver, you ever want an internship? I've talked to you. I know your work ethic. I know how great of a kid you are. You're always welcome to join our staff as an intern. We'll help you out, Dom. We always will. You ever need connections, Dom, you reach out to us. He was a fantastic kid to interview. I see why he's been successful. A great family. Fantastic. Phenomenal student athlete. In just four games this year, he had 36 tackles and 10 and a half tackles for loss. He never had a game where he had less than two tackles for loss. This comes after a year when he had 62 tackles and 15 tackles for loss in a 13-game season when Valley Christian was a runner-up in the Central Coast Section Championship game. He had a big offer list, too. You look at it. Arizona, Cal Poly, Colorado State, Fresno State, Hawaii, Kansas, Montana State, Nevada, Sacramento State, San Jose State, Tulane. UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. He's definitely one of the best players, and I got to see him play one time this year against Bellarmine. He was always in the backfield. It seems like in two seconds he was there every single time um, wrecking havoc in that backfield. 
And I know the quarterbacks felt it. I think Wade got a little banged up in that game. And I'd be, you know what, if I was a quarterback against Donald Oliver, Sarah Hammett, I'd just probably take a knee. Like, hey, you know what, I'm good. Just what, you're, you're teaching people to quit? I'm not teaching them to quit. I'm just saying I'd be scared. That's, that's the point of what I'm trying to say. Because he is an absolute dominant force. And San Diego State has the most NFL draftees outside of the Power Five. So a great college to go to. They've always been great at producing. Always great. Great, great, great just talent building there. They do a great job with their culture. Always Without done that. Doubt. So Dominic Oliver going to San Diego State comes in at number eight on the Bay Area Top 45 list. And now we move to another Clayton Valley Chargers senior the running back, Omari Taylor, who's just an amazing kid with a great story. Yeah, 799 rushing yards, seven touchdowns in 2021. Won an EBAL title this year. He had 200-plus yards in two games. This is when he had it coming after a junior season when he won a state title, had 1,428 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns. I mean, this dude, just workhorse. I think he got the ball 37 times when they played Monta Vista. And another 28 or 30 times when they played SRV to win the champion e-ball championship in those two games. Absolutely 799 yards in just the short season this year. A dominant force for him. He's, he's a guy that can handle anything. He's one of the toughest kids you'll ever see with the things he's been through. Yes. I remember his co- head coach last year mentioned Tim Murphy. Last season he had lost his brother. That's what on before a game. He went out there and played. I mean, I mean, I don't know absolutely. what else you can say about that. Just an amazing kid. Yeah. You know, and we've gotten to see him at showcases for, seen him at a few games now. Um, just an amazing kid. Um, I, there's not much else to say about this dude, but I'm excited to see what eventually he does post high school career. Um, and looking forward to see him play on Saturdays as well. And now we move to another running back, only a sophomore. Coming in at number six, Devin Rivers from Heritage. Yes, the younger brother of Fresno State running back Ronnie Rivers and the Fresno State Hall of Famer and Ron Rivers. I've gone to a crazy good football family. This year he was California's number 11 rusher with 911 yards and 12 touchdowns. His first ever varsity game was 267 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and that was just a little peek of what was to come with this guy because he's going to have multiple of those games. One of the best running backs that we have, one of the best players as you see coming in at number 6 this season what an incredible season, 911 yards in just 6 games that they played this year, averaged 2 touchdowns a game, having 12 this year as well an incredible talent, an incredible family, but now we get to the top 5 and it's a heck of a list for sure it is, and number 5 was the dude that's just simply a ball hawk plain and simple, there's no other way to describe this, the California senior defensive back, Josh Gerlach I mean, any time a quarterback threw his way, he was going to pick it off, I'm telling you. He was going to pick it off or he was going to break it Three in the first half against SRV. Yeah, three in the first half against Jeremy Valley on the road. He had six for the season, tied for the most in California. He did. Uh, I'm just waiting for offers to come his way. He's a fantastic person, too. I'm waiting for offers to come his way. He's competitive, a great talent, a hard worker. I, it's just sad what, you, what we're seeing seniors have to deal with with this pandemic and just the free year of eligibility and the transfer portal right now. Yep. He's someone, though, I think he can go to any program and he can even move his way up. doesn't matter what he does. He is going to succeed. And not only with the six picks, he also had 45 tackles, two fumble recoveries, one forced fumble, and one punt return touchdown. Yeah, so he was a part of nine turnovers for the California defense. 
and also return a punt for a touchdown. Absolute amazing kid. Um, an amazing season for him. Glad that he got his senior season in and definitely deserving of some offers as he is the number five player. And now he moves to number four, another Los Gatos player, a junior linebacker, Jake Ripp, who just did everything. Yeah, he did. He moved positions this year. He went from the defensive line to linebacker. And last year on the defensive line, he had 87 tackles, five sacks, and one fumble recovery on Los Gatos won a CCS title the sophomore year. Well, this year, he had 69 tackles in five games, which was 18 more than anyone else in the Central Coast section, the 11th most in California. He ended the year with three straight games of 15 or more tackles, and he had 23 in a league championship game in a one-point one at Wilcox. Yeah, I don't know how you get 23 tackles in one game. That's just insane. Oh, it was every play. I'm telling you, Jake Ripp was in. It was, um, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and then we're going to move on to someone else who also puts up crazy numbers and just is everywhere on the field. Seems like he makes a million tackles a game. Number three, Mihalis Santorinos. I think I actually got that right. Rancho Cotati, senior linebacker. Mihala Santorinios. I got it. I was close. I, I, I'm going to give myself credit for that one. I was it was close enough. Close yeah. enough. So you have made significant progress with names. I have. But he had 98 tackles this year, eight sacks, three forced fumbles, two touchdowns, and one interception in just five He games. almost averaged 20 tackles a game. And just insane. Number 98 tackles is the number one player in California in terms of tackles and this follows up an incredible junior season where he had 237 <laughs> tackles. I don't know how many games, I mean assuming it's 11 12 games, I don't know exactly how many games he played last year but he also had 4 sacks last year, 6 fumble recoveries, 6 blocked PATs 2 forced fumbles and Rancho Cotati also won NCS and Northern California crowns. He has offers from Colby, Pacific, Pacific Lutheran, Puget Sound, Rose Holman, and Whittier. How did he not have D1 offers? I'm laughing at that production. 237 tackles in one season. He had 98 in five games. Yeah. He was right on Pat. I remember writing these down the first time ever, and I was like, that's not real. I don't believe it, Reed. I, I, but you know what? I watched the film, and I counted. There was every game film. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was real. You watch film. Yeah, you go in their huddle. Oh, no. What do you? They have their huddle. Proud of you. Doing work. It's unlike you. Yeah, it is unlike me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't work here at West Coast Preps. Ninety-eight tackles. That just it's stupid. Stupid good. Yeah. Where's his D one offers? Um. You're telling me. Cal doesn't need ninety-eight tackles in five games. San Jose State, Fresno State, Cal Poly. Sacramento State, UC Davis. Bay Area versus everybody. I know we've been tweeting that out a lot. I've tweeted that out a lot. Bay Area versus everybody. I mean, it, it's true. Look at the draft. And we'll get into that maybe just a little bit this podcast. I know it's running a, a little long, but we'll get into it just a little bit, hopefully, because, I mean, the draft was insane. Just the Bay, Bay Area versus everybody. It really is. It's insane. And then here's just another incredible example of Bay Area versus everybody. Yep. Number, Number two. two. Brady Hutchinson, the Akalani senior quarterback. The things he did at Akalani's, his career, he changed Akalani's football forever. I know we said that with Sean Smith, changed Livermore football forever. Well, Brady did the same thing at Akalani's, right? He did. Akalani's hadn't won a league title in 30 years. Well, his junior season, this first year as a varsity starter, they won a league title when he had 2,646 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, just five picks, and seven rushing touchdowns in his junior season. Okay, then his senior, senior year. Okay, here we go. 
in six games. 1,381 passing yards. 15 touchdowns. Yep. 105, 155 rushing yards. Two rushing touchdowns. That's pretty good. Yeah. Six games? Yeah. Right? Absolutely amazing kid. He's got the size. He's got the frame. He has the arm. He has the leadership. He has everything. Yes, he does. And I'm just... We were waiting for offers. He didn't get the offer. He got the preferred walk-on. He's going to Oregon State. Um, he's accepted that offer from them. He's going to earn himself a scholarship. He will. I There's mean, no doubt. It's going to happen. Any As soon as he gets on campus, they're going to see him. They're going to see his arm talent. He's going to get a scholarship. He is. There's no way he doesn't. There's no way he doesn't. And I would not be surprised. Sophomore, junior year, senior year, he's going to definitely get some points. Yeah, he he definitely will. He's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be seeing him come out to the Bay Area. Yeah, we'll we'll see him at Stanford and Cal. We'll we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be in attendance. 100%. And then number one, the best player in the Bay Area for the 2021 spring season is the Sarah Junior athlete Hassan Mahassan. What what can you say about this guy? Every time he touched the ball, it seemed like he scored. Yep. Running back, wide receiver, punt returns. He did everything for this team. Yes, he did. I mean, and we know how loaded Sarah is. He's only a junior. Next year is going to be insane. We all know that. But every time he touched the ball, it seemed like he was a threat to score. Just a dynamic athlete. Totaled seven touchdown catches, four rushing touchdowns, over 1,100 total yards. And Sarah's ride, so just a 5-0 record. Oh, yeah, that's all in five games. That's not a full season. 1,100 yards in five games. Let's just get that right. Number two spot. In the Bay Area football rankings, Sarah's special 2019 season, which ended the CCS title, NorCal titles as well. Absolutely insane. Yeah, he had 434 rushing yards, 292 receiving yards, 8 touchdowns as a sophomore. Anytime he touches the ball, you think it's going to the house. Tony, you do. On these jet sweeps, fly sweeps, deep passes, screens, slants. He does everything. Crossing patterns. Oh, it's it's over for he defense. He runs routes well. He, does it. he just oh, does everything. He's well. an athlete. He's literally an athlete the best athlete out there that's why he's number one that's why he's a four-star prospect and this is why he's got offers from arizona state boise state colorado colorado state florida atlantic new mexico san diego state san jose state and utah state so he's got offers from literally everybody in north america and the western hemisphere No, there's not. And that is the end of our postseason top 45 for the Bay Area football season. That was fun. The can't believe football is already over. It was quick, but it was fun. And it's already coming back. We've already got teams starting workouts for the next season, too. Schedules are already coming out. Yeah. Yep. We've got a lot of stuff going. We've got position rankings coming up. We've got our Coach of the Year finalists. are going to be announced next week, too. Then we'll have our Coach of the Year announcement not too long after that. So a lot, a lot of good things coming. A lot, a lot of fun postseason work coming. Also, we had our first girls basketball rankings for the Bay Area came out this morning at WestCoastPreps.com. There's some good teams. There's some nationally ranked teams. There's some teams that would win state championships. Because at number one, you've got Mitty. Number two is Pinewood. Three is Salesian. Four is Bishop Dowd. Five is St. Joe's from Alameda. You've got. Sticks to Santa Monica Valley, who just won an NCS title last year. I mean, you, you look up and down this list for girls basketball rankings. You've got Heritage is at number eight. They've outscored teams one forty six to thirty through the first two games. They just okay. came off a seventy five to seven win. That's all right. That's all right. I went zero points. Giving up. It's 
offensive like Camp Lundo did in the first quarter last week. Exactly. exactly. And they ended up giving up 23 points. Disappointing. Clearly they let off the gas. And we need better first quarter, fourth quarter. You know, actually, congrats to Camp Lindo's head coach, too, Stephen Dyer. Just won his 100th game. Saw that. Great, great stuff. He's done. He hasn't been there long, but he's won in the state championships. He's just done everything. Yeah, he's 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 got Camp Lindo as a premier force for years, for decades, really. As long as he's there, they're going to be they're going to be in the running. But you've got teams everywhere. You've got Carundel that's got a new head coach, and Kelly Sopak, who's actually coached Sabrina Ineskio. She was at Miramonte. Yep. So check out those rankings at westcoastpreps.com. The latest boys' basketball rankings came out Monday. The baseball will come out tomorrow on Wednesday, and softball will come out Thursday on the website. So there, And there was a lot of changes in the boys' rankings, too, because you saw Bishop O'Dowd had some tough losses, but then they just came back and beat De La Salle after the rankings came out. You know, Camp Lono's been dominating. There's a new number one team. A new WCAL team is number two. It Crazy, crazy rankings. Yeah, and I think Bellarmine and Mitty, who are two and three for the boys' basketball, I think they played this week. They played Wednesday. They played Wednesday, thank you. Um, I, I knew that they played each other at some point. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say this. Bay Area versus everybody. Do you see how much talent? Is on the court, on the field, on the diamond, yep. football, baseball, basketball, softball, track and field, soccer. I mean, it goes up and down, but yet we're under-recruited. We've seen this a lot because a lot of it came out of the draft. There was a lot of high-profile guys that are, went early in the NFL draft from the Bay Area. Stop comparing us to L.A. We're better than L.A. I'm saying it right now. Bay Area is better than L.A. The reason why L.A. could also be... Nope. Said is better. No, nope. but I'm saying why they can be said. It's because they have a higher population too, right? you got to look at it per capita. I'm just, just saying. Stop stop under-recruiting us. But that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why West Coast Preps is here to stay. That's right. For the kids. So, anyways, I don't know. Has this been an hour? Talk but we've still got – we've had a couple of coaching changes to get into for a second. Oh, yeah. Some new done. football openings in the Bay Area. Freedom Andrew Cotter stepped down. He went, he went to an NCS championship game a couple of years ago in 2018. Did some great things there. He stepped down after the season concluded. And then Amon Vista, Matt Rossi also stepped down. Yeah, two programs that have a lot of talent coming through. Um, you got good, great quarterbacks at both of them. Um, you got great talent all over the field for both of these programs. So two high-profile job openings. Be excited to see where these programs go. Um, obviously sad to see two great coaches uh, move on. But we wish them the best of luck in whatever their future endeavors are. But, I don't know, any any predictions on how these two teams are going to do next year? Obviously, Monta Vista, 0-6 this year, but one of the greatest well, well, teams but, ever. The, the most unlucky team I've ever seen. They had to deal with COVID stuff week one where they had a kicker playing cornerback. Nathan Price said all he could out there, too. But he told me, he was like, man, that was tough. I don't know. They almost won that game, too. Monta Vista almost beat Akalani's with that prolific offensive attack with Hutchinson, Montgomery, Barry, and Heyman, Malmquist, Nick Rossi, all those guys. They had some game-winning drives possibilities in that fourth quarter. Almost won that game. They had unlucky bounces at Cal, Clayton Valley, San Ramon Valley. I mean, it, it like you right. said, the greatest 0-6 team I've ever seen. It was just literally the stars just in auto line. That's what happened. I've said it a few times. They remind me of the Chargers. They just found a different way to lose every week, yeah. it seemed like. Whether it was a late game interception, a great play by someone else on the other team, just never, never could catch that break. But 
Uh, you go to the Freedom side, and they, they struggle a little bit this season, but they have a lot of talent on that team as well. They do. They've got some good guys coming back with Les Callen coming through. It's going to be interesting to see if Freedom hires. They've had some good coaches. They had Kevin Hartwig there in the past. He's now a heritage assistant. You saw Hartwig co- coach some great guys like Joe Mixon, like Ronnie Rivers there. A lot of great players, but it's going to be fun to see where these guys in these programs head because they're going to have some great players coming there because you look at Monta Vista too. Monta Vista's got Jack Andrews coming back. They've got Rocco Strong coming back. Dylan Devitt's coming back. Nick Strump's coming back. Nathan Price is coming back. Rex Hartolata's coming back. A lot of good kids yeah. on this. It's going to be... Cole Bosha. Whoever ends up being coaches for them next year are definitely going to have a, a lot of fun coaching yes, all the talent that they, they will. have on the field. They are. They're going to enjoy the summer very much, kind of game planning and scheming up some stuff. Warriors play again tonight? Yes, they New do. Orleans, right? Yeah, they play New Orleans again. Back-to-back. Yes, they do. A back-to-back. If they win this one, you can essentially say they're on a playing game. Right? Yes, they are. Now, can they get to the sixth seed? No. How many games they got left? Nine? Yeah, Ten. they're not getting there. They went out. The Lakers, you never know. They're struggling. The Lakers really are struggling. The Knicks have a better record. LeBron thinks someone should be fired. Wasn't the playing game his idea? That's why he's not. It was. He was all for it last year during the bubble. Now, now because he's near the I know, right? He doesn't want someone should be fired. Yeah, right. That's why he's not number one. You never heard MJ complaining about no nothing about the NBA. That's why he's he's such a crybaby. Doesn't matter what he does. There's just cries. Can't stand that guy. It's he's sad. A great talent. I love what he does for the communities that he's in. Love what he does for basketball, for everything. Great basketball player. Great talent. Just stop crying. Yep, I agree. Stop Don't crying. Cry, baby. Yeah, stop crying. Nobody wants to hear you cry. No, let's positivity. Positivity. That's why people love Steph. Nothing but positive. Exactly right. Nothing positive but positive vibes only. Yeah, PVO. PVO. One hundred emoji. You know, that wraps it up for this edition of the West Coast Preps Podcast. We've got some big games coming up this week. Valley Christian, St. Francis Baseball. You've got Bellarmine playing Midian Basketball this week. Camp Lundo, Miramonte Basketball. Dublin Basketball opens up its season this week. There's a lot of – Doherty Valley's got a big series against San Ramon Valley in baseball. It's just everywhere there's great games throughout the Bay Area. It's going to be fun. Livermore plays Foothill Softball on Thursday, too. That's going to be a big game. So stay tuned for all of our coverage at, on social media, West Coast Preps underscore – Check out all of our content and interviews at YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube page and see all of our stories and all of our other work at westcoastpreps.com.